0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. Today is uh, Fed Day, Interest Rate Day. We'll find out more today about 2 to 30. uh, When that happens, thanks for joining us today. Remember that uh, we can't control interest rates. We can't control what's happening in the world around us. But you do have an opportunity to control your risk within your portfolio. The issue I see every day is that People don't understand how much risk they need to have or should have in their portfolio. That's why we developed our core retirement design. To help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. We'll see what we got to talk about. He joins us next.
1: Imagine dragons Just imagine them Or better yet Imagine Jay Powell of about 2.30 this afternoon The Federal Reserve Chairman Is going to be talking and Some folks might be bringing raw tomatoes to throw at him One would never know Let's check in on your finances and see what's going on Because it's going to be a big day on Wall Street Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services Is on the phone You're not going to be carrying rotten tomatoes for Jay Powell Are you, Philip?
0: No, but he could be a dragon for sure
1: Uh, Yeah, I got a sneaking hunch. It's going to be an interesting day today. Set up for yesterday. Optimism reigned supreme again yesterday. It was a party in the morning. Settled down, actually uh, went negative before the the market closed yesterday afternoon, which kind of surprised me. Dow ended up 104, though. The uh, Standard & Poor's ended up 29, and NASDAQ ended up 113 to the positive. It was a good day, but... With that eight hundred point jump that we had first thing in the morning, I was kind of thinking we were going to have a major party on Wall Street, didn't you?
0: I did too. So it's one of those cases where if you were a buyer in the morning, you were disappointed. If you're a seller in the morning, you were pretty happy uh, that you sold in the morning and uh, and bought in the afternoon. So, but it's you know you just never know. But you're right. That was a big swing that we saw yesterday because we did see the Dow up some eight hundred points before it. Uh, it did go negative, and then finally came back positive. At least we did have some positive numbers to close out the day.
1: Oh yeah, kind of knocked my socks off. I was at home doing some prep for some minor surgery today, and. Oh, about 2.30 or 3 o'clock, I just checked my phone to see what was going on in Wall Street, wondering if the party was on, and I showed Dow negative two-something, and, I, you know, two points, it wasn't much, but, you know, after that great big bump we had in the morning, I figured we were probably going to have a party time, but up is up, and then we get to today, everybody is sobered up, and uh, we're waiting for the Federal Reserve, Reserve to decide how much they're going to whack us with as far as interest rates, and I'm kind of getting the feeling looking at the advance numbers this morning on the futures everybody's pretty well sitting on their hands to see what's going to happen about 2 p.m right
0: yeah they, they really are dave i mean there is mixed emotions and mixed uh, reviews across the board i mean i read one service that hey look a half a point's pretty much sure what we're going to get and i read another article is you know three quarters is definitely going to be what we get nobody knows what we're going to get until mr powell comes out there and makes the announcement and. And that's the uncertainty we're going to have today.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be upsy-downsy and probably not a lot of major moves until then. Uh, You were talking about the columnists that were out trying to predict what was going to happen. And you and I have talked about the notion that there's the additional variable in there. A couple, three hawks on the open market committee that are going off at the end of the year. So even... All of the good news we've had about inflation slacking down a little bit may very well get put aside by a bunch of people that figure, we don't do it now, we're probably not going to get it done next year, and that it it becomes an irrational variable into an otherwise rational process.
0: Yeah, it really does. And and I think, um, looking at a lot of different columnists and what they had to say, I think Kramer, and I don't agree with Jim Kramer very often, but but, but I think he probably says it right here in this headline. And that's um, crypto and high wages need to crash for the Fed to beat inflation. And, and let's face it, Dave, you know, um, wage inflation has been the biggest part of inflation overall. And, and until we can get that under control, um, the Fed's going to have a hard time really whipping this thing.
1: And this is where we start sounding like a couple of hard-hearted jerkwads when we do this. But the fact of the matter is this has been kind of a classic case of wage pull inflation coming up. And uh, the only way of doing it is to tamp down on two things, the money supply, and eventually let the wage growth we've had over the last year slack off for a while in order to let inflation settle in. It sounds hard-hearted, but the fact of the matter, it is a truism in in economics
0: it really is i mean i have a good friend of mine up north that uh, owns a business and you know he's had to increase his wages by 20 25% and 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 probably more because people are getting stolen from him right after that happens and so you know that's just an incredible increase in in wage expense that that he doesn't control right he and he can't control the other side of it either so it does put some pressure on businesses to uh to continue to meet the demand of the stockholders.
1: And Powell did actually say it in so many words a few months ago when he said there will be some pain. I mean, he recognizes the cause and effect of what they're doing. And the problem is we we don't want wagers to go down, but we would like to see them, the increases just cool off for a little while to let things reach equilibrium again. And right now, as you said, we're at the point right now where, you know, fast food joints are outbidding each other to get entry-level workers. And when you start getting into the uh, the high-skill occupations, uh, yeah, there's a bidding war going on out there. And while it's good for the individual employee that, get bids, that gets bid for, uh, it's not good when it becomes a macro function across the economy.
0: No, that's right. It really isn't. And And I know, folks – they don't like to hear that, right? Because they like to see the wages going up. But but if wages going up is causing your hamburger at McDonald's or Burger King to go up as well by more than your wages are going up, then what good is it? And that's what people don't understand a lot of times when it starts talking about economics.
1: Exactly. I mean, when it's an individual story, we're happy to see getting a raise. I want a raise. You want a raise. But when it's across the entire economy getting a raise because everybody's afraid they're going to uh, lose their employees, uh, we end up getting into a wage-poll inflation situation that's uh, not a good thing to have happen. So somewhere down the line, something's got to give. Bitcoin's kind of an interesting corollary to what uh, that uh, windbag Kramer was saying. But the point's taken. It's uh, it, it's kind of become for a little while. It was a, a refuge for the adventurous traders that wanted to make some big returns. It's kind of accomplishing its goal of crashing of late, isn't it?
0: Well, it is. Yes and no, right? It has crashed off its off its highs last year, but it but it's it's bounced well off its lows, Dave. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking at it this morning. It's at, uh, it's getting close back up to eighteen thousand. Um, so, and that's, I remember it was down to what, 16,006, I think, earlier, um, even this month, I think.
1: I think once they see that fellow come back from the Bahamas and change, it'll probably end up hurt Bitcoin again a little bit, wouldn't you think?
0: You know, it's hard to say. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because because what happened was is that he had a fund that, that did crypto, but he also had the the exchange. And so a lot of exchanges have gotten hurt through this. Um, mm-hmm. and so it, it's going to see it's going to be interesting to see how all that kind of washes out over the next year.
1: True. I'm kind of writing it up as crypto being as much as anything an adventurous and emotional buy and seeing probably the you know the the, the big whale in the in the in the ocean uh, showing up at a perp walk in chains. My hunch is that that's going to be a negative impact on the Bitcoin market in general? Could be wrong, but I'm still thinking it's mostly an emotional and adventurous buy right now more than anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just I mean it's one of those things. It's been all over the board, and so we'll have to continue to watch to see what happens with it and and the other uh, cryptocurrencies that are out there.
1: I uh, hear you're going to be two spikes or uh, dips in the market today, depending upon what the response is. Uh, one at two, when the actual Federal Reserve Open Market Committee announces the interest rate decision. Uh, Chairman Powell is due for a 2:30 press conference. They've got 45 minutes allocated to it, and really, that's where we're going to end up getting the uh, the meat in the story, because that's where we're going to get the uh, well, what the stock market would call guidance as to what the uh, as to what the Federal Reserve, what the Open Market Committee is thinking in addition to what they actually did. and I got a sneaking hunch. That's probably where the uh, biggest parsing and movement is going to come. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, because you want to know what are they thinking um, down the road, you know, and really what are they thinking about for the next meeting? Because that kind of comes out. If you read through the lines um, or in between the lines, you can kind of figure out what they're thinking and what might happen at the next meeting as well. Um, You know, I'm reading one of these, um, from CNBC, one of their contributors, it really expects rates to be a half a percent not three quarters, um, which I I find it interesting. I mean, I hope he's right.
1: Uh, Yeah, we do not need another three quarters. But to give an idea where it's been, it had been 22 years since the Federal Reserve had made more than a quarter point rate adjustment. And we've now done it. Well, we're slating for five more times total in, in the first time in 22 years and then do it five times in a row over a quarter point uh, half ought to be sufficient to at the very least give it a chance to see what those first four three quarter point increases did.
0: That's right you know it needs to simmer a while and uh, they've not given it really time to simmer and uh, it would not be uh, I, you know you're in my opinions I'm sure we would we, it would behoove them to, uh, to to let it simmer for a, a quarter and see what happens.
1: If only you and I ran the world, Philip. <laughs> there are some reports left over from companies that are actually getting traded today. What do we got for indications on them this morning?
0: You know, I don't have a lot. I've got two. Neither one of them are well-known groups, but one of them is called Aspen Group, which is a one of the higher education, online higher education um, schools, and they had a better-than-expected results um, they, they didn't lose as much as they thought they were going to lose, which I guess was was good news for them. Now, I will tell you, Dave, they are a cheap stock. Okay, They closed yesterday at $0.34 cents a share. Um, they're up 9% this morning to $0.38 cents a share.
1: Boy, am I shell-shocked. <laughs> Have they had problems? I thought I remembered them being a little bit better priced than that.
0: I, know, I mean, the highest they've ever been is like $2, $2.30 in the last oh, okay. year.
1: Probably, um, so, probably yeah. getting them confused with a ski hill, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> Snow skiing, right? Um, yep. The other one we have is ABM Industries. Um I'm not sure exactly what they do, but they did have better than expected profit and revenue. Um, however, they they gave poor guidance for the upcoming quarter, and so uh, they're, they're trading uh, down a little bit this morning as well. I do want to mention a lot of, a lot of upgrades and downgrades, um, but I want, to, I want to mention Delta Airlines because Delta actually came out and revised their current quarter forecast um, and, they, and they bumped it, right? So they, they issued an upbeat guidance for 2023 um, saying that we're still seeing a robust travel demand. And so uh, that's really helping Delta this morning, up 4.1 percent.
1: I figured something had, you know, something good had to happen beyond that big airline, before, beyond that big airplane order, because they're in the top of my big winner list this morning.
0: Yeah, so and we're seeing that across the board. You know, the pent-up demand for the last three years is coming out, and even with inflation, folks are finding a way to travel right now.
1: I hear. You. Resetting the table update yesterday on all the major indexes. How are we doing 45 minutes early this morning?
0: Well, it's still a mixed bag. we got the Dow has come back to positive territory, barely up like $17. The uh, S&P 500 is down less than $2, and the NASDAQ 100 is down about $12. So um, kind of a mixed bag. It is interesting, though. The Russell 2000 is actually up about a third of a percent, so uh, small caps getting a little bit of benefit this morning. Commodity side, we're seeing silver still back below $24 an ounce, down a little over a tenth of a percent. The gold's at $1,820 an ounce, down about a third. And then crude oil's up nine-tenths of a percent again, back over 75 at 7608 a barrel right now.
1: I got a sneaking hunch that's it's just expectations of a healthier economy, which I'll take as good news, even though I don't like what it does to gas prices. Overseas markets evenly up, but just fractionally up on the Asian rim when they closed. Europe is kind of saying, uh, eh, something went weird in the United States yesterday. We don't know why they went down and then recovered at the end of the day. So they're all trading fractionally down halfway through their day. Keeping tabs on one's retirement plans is not a day-by-day thing. You need a plan so that you know what's going to happen. How do I find you to get that plan, Philip?
0: Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement analysis to help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM.
1: And back here again tomorrow morning to uh, see what happens with the Federal Reserve this afternoon. Philip, I appreciate it. I'll see you then, all right?
0: All right, buddy. Take care, man.
1: Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
0: Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Today will be a big day, 2, 30 this afternoon when Mr. Powell makes his announcement on interest rates. Uh, stay tuned for that. We'll talk about that and more tomorrow morning. Join us, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.